As you can see, he's not used to this cold, which is why he's very bundled up in that nice lamb. Lamb? <laughs> or whatever that animal is that he's wearing. Anyhow, we're going to sing a song uh, this, this morning entitled Criminal on the Cross. Well, it was millions ago in the time of the Bible that they took him up to Calvary. They could have let him go, but instead they chose Barabbas just to set another criminal free. When they crucified the angel of and caring, there's never compassion flowing from his eyes. Well, he said to a thief who was begging him for mercy that tomorrow they would paradise. Oh, and I'm saved. I'm saved. Criminal on the cross, praise God, I'm saved. I'm saved, no more to suffer loss. Well, he said, I live in paradise. I'm saved, I'm saved like the criminal on the cross. Well, on that judgment day, when all the That has ever happened anywhere When they call my name To defend my reputation There is only one thing I can say I'm a wretch, I'm a worm I'm a no good sinner But he said Oh, and I'm saved I'm saved Like the criminal on the cross Praise God, I'm saved I'm saved No more to suffer Well, I'm saved, I'm saved, I'm saved through Jesus, I'm saved. And I'm saved, I'm saved, I'm saved, I'm saved, His mercy shows the way. Yes, I'm saved, I'm saved, I'm saved, I'm saved, no more for me to say. Yes, I'm saved, I'm saved, I'm saved, I'm saved in paradise today. Well, it was me.
you know, as um, we look around us, we see on every side is trouble. Trouble besieges us on every side. And just like in the days when the disciples, way back when, they came together and were all in one accord. And the sound came from heaven like a mighty rushing wind filled the room that gave them power. We need that power <coughs> today. Amen.
of the Holy Spirit. How many of us want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit? On Wednesday evenings for the next um, five weeks, we'll be seeking for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And we talked about fasting last Wednesday. And we talked about the different ways that we could fast. Uh, We could fast from we could fast from noise. We could fast from virtually anything. We want to give something up to God so that God can come in and bless us in a special and a most powerful way. Now, this coming Wednesday, I'm going to be embarking on a noise fast. You know what a noise fast is? That means that if you call me and my cell phone is going to go to the voicemail. And you're going to hear a message. This is Pastor Madden's voicemail. I am praying for you because I'm on a noise fast. I'm fasting for the power of the Holy Spirit to be poured out upon my church, my family, that we will have an experience. That's going to be my fast. What will be yours? Are you going to be fasting from food? Perhaps you wake up in the morning, you're not going to have breakfast. You're going to have a nice drink of water with lemon in it. And then you're going to have another glass at noon. And you're going to be praying right throughout the day, praying for the Holy Spirit to be poured out 
on your family and praying for the Holy Spirit to move in your neighbor's life praying for the movement of the Holy Spirit what kind of fast are you going to be it's left up to you whatever you're going to do next Wednesday as we come together at Wednesday night at 7 o'clock we will be going through this book you come on Wednesday night you will be getting a book you will get a book free of charge if you want to have a book but you don't want to come on Wednesday night uh, you will be able to we'll be able to order a book from the ABC for you but we want to encourage we want to encourage the church in this movement as we pray for the Holy Spirit there's a banner that is put up outside a vertical banner and we are praying we're encouraging each and every church member to pray for one person to take one person within the next four months pray for that person prayer one million we're embarking on this movement and we believe when God comes together and pulls his people together and God's people are praying there will be power amen and we want to pray for change we want to pray for change that we will be able to understand fundamentally what God has in store for us. And so I'm so excited about what God is doing. This is our theme this year. It's time for change. We're praying this quarter for spiritual change. We want to have a closer connection with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise the Lord. How many of you agree with me with this? Father in heaven, as we come before your throne, we come, Lord, knowing that we do not have the power, but we are praying to the one who has the power, the one who created heaven and earth, the one who created us, and the one who is sustaining us, the one and only true God, we pray to you. We're asking, Lord, that you will please descend upon this very spot, that you will bless this worship experience. That as the word flows out from uh, my lips, they will not be my words, but it will be your words, sanctioned from on high. Touch your people once again. Bless us, Lord, and help us to have a Holy Ghost experience. That when we leave here today, we will say, truly, we have seen strange things today because of the Holy Spirit. Lead us now and guide us, we pray, in the mighty and powerful name of Yeshua. Amen. Amen.
soon turns out to be a deadly weapon. everything is on the line, think again. If you remember that story, and most of us have studied it in literature, true story, the Achaeans battling against Troy. But they were not able to get victory because the people of Troy, they were too strong. But one of the things that the Achaeans recognized is that the, the, the people of Troy, they worshipped the horse as a true god. It, it was their god. And, and so um, they, they erected this giant uh, wooden horse on, on the beach one night. They came, pulled it in and, and set it up. And the, the enemy, the, the Achaeans, they were inside. The men packed themselves inside. And then the, the people of Troy, they looked out and they saw that when the Achaeans saw their armies, they ran away. Took their boats and ran away. And, and the people of Troy thought that, listen, this is none other than our God. Our horse God showing up. And He is going to deliver us. And they thought that this was a gift. And so they hung ropes and pulled the horse within the confinements of their city, within the walls, as we saw depicted. And everyone was celebrating, and as you see, and they, they, they reenacted very well. People were flipping and dancing. They have the victory. And everyone, they partied until midnight, past midnight. Everyone fell asleep, and they thought they were victorious. But in the night, the Achaeans, they decided they're going to break open and come out of the horse. They came out, and they neutralized the men on the wall took torches and gave the, the sign to those ships that was out in the sea. And the ships came in, the men came in, and they flooded the city of Troy, and they took it over. 
The Trojan horse was a symbol, a symbol of, of victory. They thought they were victorious, but the Trojan horse was a virus introduced into their city. How many of you have uh, had, had a, a, a Trojan virus in your computer? <laughs> Come on introduced you thought it was a gift from a friend a familiar friend usually you know a gift and it would say Clarence Brown perhaps a, a gift uh, that says uh, from my, my favorite person in the world Anne-Marie Madden I said wow my wife sent me a gift and, and I click on the gift, not knowing that someone had ejected my, hijacked my, my, my contact list and, and they use my contact list against me. And, and so I, I click on it thinking that I'm having a, a wonderful gift, but a virus is introduced into my system, thus taking over my computer, neutralizing files and so forth. I want you to know, folks, we're living in a world where things are not as they seem. We serve a God that He has everything under control, but there's an enemy that has changed up His strategy. No longer the devil is showing up in person, right, with red devil as some people would think that he is, right? He's a deceiver, and so he's disguising himself. He is disguising himself as Trojans coming into our services, coming into our families, corrupting societies and influencing his way into the hearts of men, ultimately to destroy them. There is a growing movement in the Christian community in these latter times where we, many are calling upon the name of Jesus Christ, but not willing to do His will. We have national days of prayers, but we don't know the God that we are praying to. We call on God and we, we uh, leaders all across the world, are, they're, they're praying, praying for peace. But who are they praying to? We have moments of silence, but who are we being silenced to? Is there a divine power? Who is that? We appeal for love and unity, but the very ones that are appealing for love and unity are sowing discord among the brethren. This is the times that we're living in right now. We're living in a time of the, this age where there are viruses and people that are planted in different institutions to pull it down and to tear it down and to cause disruption. And if we, as God's people and visiting friends, if we are not keyed in to what is happening, we will be deceived. I don't want anyone to be fearful 
Because God has given us wonderful promises in the word of God that he will always be there to protect us. That God is telling us like in Isaiah chapter 41 verse 10, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. God is saying, I am with thee. Don't be dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. I will help thee. In spite of what is happening out there, in spite of the hacks that we have all across the world, people hacking into different systems and all of that, in spite of what we have, big, big brother or big sister is watching you, don't be afraid. God is there. God is there. If we call upon the name of Jesus Christ, God, He will respond. And I want you to know that. And I'm putting this out there right away. Because many times we preach these messages and people are walking around fearful and looking over their shoulders and wondering when is this going to happen? When is the persecution going to happen? But I want you to know for the people of God that is alert, on the alert, that is willing to listen, that is willing to allow God to work in their lives in terms of preparation, guess what? We won't be caught off guard. It is for those that is not focusing on what is happening or focusing on the Word of God. Uh, there is the story in the Bible, in the book of Matthew, chapter 19, that illustrates this very well. In the book of Matthew, chapter 19, and we zoom into verse um, 16, we see... Uh, Jesus encountering this man that had everything, this man that had influence, this man that had wealth, this man that had prestige. He had everything at his disposal. But this man was observing Jesus and seeing the various miracles that Jesus was doing. And he says, listen, I want to be a part of that. He was willing he knew that he was a good man. He felt that he was a righteous man. And so this man in the book of Matthew chapter 19 verse 16, we see that it says, And behold, one came and said to him, Good master, what good thing shall I do that I may in inherit eternal life? That may I may have eternal life. Good master. And he said unto him, Why calleth me good? Why do you call me good? There is no one good but that only God that is in heaven. He's the only one that is good. And so uh, this young man, he was very persistent. Uh, because he was a man that basically got everything he wanted. When you have money, when you have influence, when you look good, when you know that you have the suave and all of that, you could access things that others can't. And so this man, he grew up in a privileged way. And so when, when Jesus uh, threw this back at him and, and said, there is only one that is good, and that is God, right? But if thou will enter into life, keep the commandments. If you want to have a good life, and if you want to enter into eternal life, keep the commandments. 
What was Jesus talking about? What commandments was Jesus talking about? This young man, uh, didn't Jesus know who he was talking to? Uh, didn't he know that this man was, he was, he was on the council? The tribal council, didn't he know that, you know, this man was, uh, he grew up in a privileged environment? Didn't he know that this man attended Sabbath school? Didn't he know that this man attended Pathfinders and he knew the Pathfinder law? He attended AYRMV, if you're old enough to remember that. He, he knew and he knew it all. But did, didn't Jesus know this? And in verse 18, he said unto him, which, which one of them, which one of them, in a sense, testing Jesus, which one of them hit me with any of the commandments? I know them. I know them. And, and so Jesus went on and Jesus said, well, um, thou shalt not murder. Are you a murderer? He's, I'm not, I'm no murderer. Right? I'm, I'm good. I'm righteous. Um, thou shalt not commit adultery. Perhaps that one you're guilty of. <laughs> Me? I, I, I stick with one. And I have just one wife and I'm faithful to her. Amen. Thou shalt not steal. He, look at me. You think I'm a thief? Don't you see my garments? Don't you see how polished I am? Thou shalt not bear false witness. Not me, not at all. Never told a lie in my life. Oh no. Thou shalt honor thy mother and thy father. Well, I have paid homage to my mother and father. In fact, they're the ones that give me all that I have. Think with me. And then Jesus says, well, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. So what we see here, this young man said unto Jesus after hearing all of this, he rebuttaled Jesus and says, All these things have I kept from my youth up. What lack I yet? What am I lacking, Jesus? I've kept all of these commandments. You have tested me every single thing. You have tested me. I'm not lacking anything. I am perfect. I am righteous. I am from a good family. I just want to have what you have, Jesus. I want to have eternal life. I want to have that eternal life that you are speaking of. And when the young man said, What lack I yet? Jesus said unto him, If thou wilt be perfect, go and sell all that thou hast, and give it to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come and follow me. Now Jesus was testing him. I've read many inspired writers on this, and it says that Jesus was testing this young man to see what was in him. And so, this man, if you notice all the questions that Jesus asked, it was pertaining to the last six commandments. Honoring thy mother and father, thou shalt not steal, steal, kill, tell lie, uh, bear false witness, thou shalt not covet, loving your neighbor. All of this was pertaining to the, the six. Jesus did not asking him, ask him anything pertaining to the first four commandments. But Jesus was setting this man up to see exactly what was in him. You see, this man, he thought he was, he had it all. 
perhaps we have some rich young rulers in our midst today. You grew up as a first, second, third generation Adventist. Uh, you came from a privileged background. Perhaps you were birthed in the Baptist church and your father was a minister. And you know how to praise and you know how to pray and you know it all. You have it all going and so you grew up with a Bible in your hand. You know, when, when some babies are born, I notice that I visit some homes and, and there is a Bible opened up in the crib. There's a Bible opened up in the crib and the Bible is read from morning and night and the baby has it in, in their DNA. They have the word. Perhaps you are like that. This was like the rich young ruler. He grew up knowing the Bible. He knew it all. But was he aware of who he was speaking to? This young ruler, he was in the presence of the creator of heaven and earth. The one who spoke everything into existence. This was Yeshua. This was Jesus. And this young ruler, he had the audacity to think that he knew it all. He was depending on his own righteousness. He was depending on his own Sabbath keeping ability. He was depending on his own wits and his own way. And he thought that he had it all. He had everything going on. He was a righteous man. Perhaps there is someone in the house today that is listening to the message and that is saying, well, this is not for me. I could sleep on this one because I'm a righteous man. Or I'm a righteous woman. Don't the preacher know who I am? Don't he know where I came from? Don't he know that I could sing so high or so low or so wide? Don't he know that, you know, I come to church with my praise on and when I come, people around me praise. Because I have it moving, I have it going. Think with me. Some of us, we trust in our ability. We trust in all the things that we have and we think that we have it going on and think, we think that we are so righteous. And we are prime candidates for Trojans to be inserted in our lives. We are prime candidates for Satan to set you up for a deception because you think that you stand, but you don't, cannot imagine that you can fall. Prime candidates, because you know it all. You know the 28 fundamental beliefs and you could say it backwards and forward and you could quote all the little texts that is accompanying each of these fundamentals. You could say all 13 baptismal vows and you don't drink, smoke or do any of these things but you trust in your ability. Not trusting in the power that is available. Not trusting in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Not recognizing the place that God has in your life. This was this 
young ruler. He had it all going, or so he thought. And so as the scripture unfolds and Jesus is is bringing this out, and Jesus says, listen, in verse 21, if thou wilt be perfect, go and sell. Give it all up. If you will be perfect, I want you to depend totally 100% on me. So give it all up. Give everything you have. Sell it and give it to the poor. Let me see where you are right now. You see, Jesus was, what was Jesus doing here? He was testing him at this point on the first four commandments. Analyze this very well. If this man is going to be perfect, what Jesus is saying, well, you will have no other gods before me. Your money will not be your God. Your house will not be your God. Nothing that you have materially, your clothes will not be your God. Give it all up and come to me and you will see. What I'm going to do in your life. Jesus was testing him. Testing him just like he tests us sometimes. Are we willing to give it all up and lay everything in God's hands? So this was the rich young ruler. Will you have any other gods before me? Will you bow down yourself to them? To other gods? Will you take the name of the Lord thy God in vain? Will you keep God's Sabbath and understand what it really means to keep it? This was what Jesus was actually saying, that if you truly want eternal life, give it all up. Sell everything that you have. Give it to the poor. And thou shall have treasure in heaven. Jesus didn't say maybe. He says, you shall, you will have treasure in heaven and come and follow me. You see, when we follow Jesus, that means that sometimes we're going to be in situations that we, uncertain situations, because we cannot see with our carnal eyes. But Jesus has a way of navigating us with heaven's GPS. He could see things that we cannot see. He could see the road that we cannot see. And so Jesus is saying, just trust me. Sell everything. Give it all up. Don't trust in your clothes. Don't trust in your position. Don't trust in your possessions. Give it all up and come and follow me. And this young ruler, when he heard these words, he says, Well, you know something? I have done all of these things from my youth. I have kept all the commandments. I have been faithful. But this man is asking me to sell everything and follow The question that I have for us, I'm included. Are we a true follower of God? Or perhaps, is there a virus introduced in our system? And we are just coming to church by just mere tradition. Are we truly who God can depend on? 
are we truly, when, when God comes to us with new truths, just like the other day I was studying and I, and I, I, I went over this study on the name of Jesus Christ and I realized that the letter J was not in the alphabet and some, some of you was not in the original uh, language. It just was introduced in the system in the 1600s. And I'm crazy like that. I'm looking, I'm saying, well, the letter J was not introduced, was not in the um, alphabet. Um, So what was Jesus called before the 1600s? In the 1300s, what was Jesus called? And I was looking and I'm saying, wow, what if the letter J, so all of Jerusalem, Jacob, all of these names, what, was, what were they called? When they were calling Jesus, walking through the dusty streets of Jerusalem, what did they call him? And as I was looking it up, and someone said it, as I was looking I said, wow, his name is Yeshua. That is the name, Yeshua. Now, I'm crazy like that because for me, I latch on to that and I say, well, that's what this scripture says. So that's what I have to do. But you know, what I'm saying is that we get ourselves in a situation where we are just, we come, we just do the stuff on the surface, but what's happening underneath? I'm going to go a little deeper right now. There have been a movement that has been taken and crept into Christianity for a number of years. We've heard many churches joining in what they call the ecumenical movement. Uh, we have many evangelical churches. Uh, they are in the Jesus movement. Some, uh, they call them churches united for Christ. But there's a modern terminology that is being called right now, and it is called the emerging church. The emerging church. A minister friend of mine called me up a few days ago and linked me up with, a, with another minister, and he was asking me, do you know what uh, about this emerging church, the one? Do you know what this is all about? And I says, I, I never heard of it. And I started looking it up, and, I, and uh, to this day I am so shocked. I spent many hours this week looking this up and realizing that the emerging church, this is a, a, way, that, uh, a way of keeping church where they're pulling everyone together under one common umbrella. And I realized certain things, and I'm not going to talk too much about this, but I want to show you how we could be deceived. Knowing all the commandments of God, following all the rituals and all the practices, but deceived. What we see in this emerging concept is the idea that, listen, uh, we serve one God. Isn't that right? We serve one God. So let's just agree. Let's come together and agree. We're lifting up the name of Jesus Christ anyways. Let's just agree. As long as we say Jesus, that's all right, right? As long as we could call on Jesus and just say Jesus, that's it. And, and, and you have many individuals right now, uh, we, they're saying come together under one common umbrella. As long as we could march together claiming the name of Jesus, you could keep Sunday, you could keep Friday, you keep your Sabbath, everything is all good. 
You could eat pork, you could eat shrimps, you could eat beef, and I could eat tofu. Let's sit together, let's eat together. Hey, we're going to the same place. Amen? And so we have many, many different organizations coming together, ministers coming together under one umbrella, praying for peace, praying for one cause. And we are merging all our religions, all our thoughts and everything together, but we maintain our own identity, whether they are sinful or not. Let's not get into any debates anymore. Let's not talk about the 2300 days here because you know it causes division. Let's come together under one umbrella and that is Christ. Let's lift up the name of Jesus Christ. Let's come together and have our praise teams together. And we have our multicultural, our multi-religious praise teams. And we're singing and we're stomping and we're praising the name of Jesus Christ. But everyone departs and do their own thing. Whether they be sinful or not. The emerging concept. The emerging church. What we are seeing right now in every industry, whether you're talking about music industry, the movie industry, the religious industry, there is an, a globalism where we are all coming together under one umbrella and we are just, hey, we all have all things in common. After all, we are humans. You have two eyes, I have two eyes here. He knows everything. Let's praise the Lord. Satan is creeping into our churches in various ways. Planting these seeds of discord. And what is happening, his ultimate aim is to take over our churches. Is to jack, hijack your souls for himself. Because you see, Satan knows now that if everything is so open and bright and just clear like that, this is my agenda. He doesn't want his agenda out. And so he infiltrates. He sends these Trojans into the system. Trojans in churches. Trojans in the music industry. All of these things now. We are at a junction in our society where we cannot call sin by its right name. We cannot say, listen, as, as a Christian, I believe in the Bible definition of marriage. And so the Bible definition of marriage is one man to one woman. And that's it. There is no other combination. And so we are stoned, and perhaps someone's listening to this, and say, well, that pastor is inflexible. Doesn't he show love? You know, I, I, I have my, 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 my partner. He doesn't show love to, you know, he needs to respect. I respect your choice. But your choice can lead you to eternal damnation. That's one thing I have to say. And so we are coming into this umbrella where we have gays, lesbians. We have the weed addicts or the, or, or the crack addicts and uh, all kind of different addicts coming together under one umbrella. And as long as we could mutter the name of Jesus... Some even have the audacity to say it right, to say Yeshua. As long as we come under that umbrella, lifting up the name, that's all right. Anything goes. 
I want to encourage our church. As we are in this mode within our theme, it's time for change. It is time for us to get back to the basics. It's time for us to get back to thus saith the word of God. It is time for us, yes, to dig up the old time religion. And I have no problem with getting my praise on, but as long as I could hear what the praise is. You know, some of the songs, you can't even hear it. You just hear this rock and roll, this and that. You can't even discern the words. As long as I could discern it and I know whatever it is, and I know who my Redeemer is, right? Once I know that, I'm clear on that. But I'm saying we are being lulled into a system right now where everything is mixed up. It is time for change. It is time for us to get back to the basics. Let's not be duped. There are many musicians right now, even Christian musicians, they have to compromise their faith if they want to get to the Grammy platform. And what I'm talking, compromising. Uh, They have to step down. Or they have to go into a closet to come out of a closet and declare that they are a certain, certain way in order for them to make it. In various industries, people are compromising God's principles, even in the Christian church. And folks, I'm calling us back to the basics. It is time as this rich young ruler, he saw what the master was saying and he says, listen, it's all good. You know, murder, adultery, stealing, false witness, you have done all these things and you have been faithful in all these things, keeping God's commandments, but I want you to come back to me. I want you to come and understand who I am. I want you to know who the true I am is. I want you to know that I am the God that created everything. I'm the God that spoke into your life. I'm the God that is sustaining your life. I'm the God that is helping this world to be at peace. I am the only one. I am. And Jesus is saying right now to this young man, if you just please, if you just give up all of these things, if you give up all of these things, I guarantee you, you will not be duped. You will not be deceived. You will not be caught up. God is calling us out of darkness. But the fact of the matter is we love darkness. We love what's in the dark. We love it. We can't wait for it. And the scripture tells us in the book of Matthew chapter 7 verse 21. Matthew chapter 7 verse 21. It says, not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. It is only the ones who do the will of God. You could call on the name of Jesus Christ. You could sing it until you're blue, pink, or red. It will not get you into the kingdom of heaven. It is he that doeth. Abundant Life Church, it is time for change. It is time for change. It is time for us to move into the direction that God has ordained us to move. It is time.
Let's not be caught up in all of these extremes. But let us be caught up in Jesus Christ. Because he is the author and finisher of our faith. God is calling us into a wonderful movement. He's calling us to stand firm, stand clear that we will not be deceived.
Fight the good fight of faith with Jesus. Tested and tried and purified. He who endures to the That is lacking. There's something that is missing, and it's the God factor. And Jesus truly want you to have that anointing, as the choir sang before. He wants you to have that blessing, and He is inviting you today. The Scripture says, "If you hear My voice, do not harden your heart." As Jesus said to Joshua, choose you this day whom you will serve. We have a choice right now. We have a choice. And God, He doesn't just want commandment keeping people. He wants God fearing people. People that will move at the word of God that will stand at the word of God not just people calling on his name but people willing to do his will 
as we go throughout 2015 God wants to change something in somebody's life he wants to have a divine reconstruction in somebody's heart in somebody's mind in somebody's marriage in somebody's family in somebody's church and he wants to start it today if you want to be a part of that and you want to be under the anointing of that by the Holy Spirit I'm inviting you to come to the front we want to pray for you we want to pray for that change to take place in your life we want to pray for that change to take place in your heart it is not enough for you to be on the church roll we want our name to be on heaven's roll amen and stay on that Jesus he wants to cause a reconstruction in somebody's life today today he's not waiting for next year he's waiting for now if this is your desire I'm asking you to come to the front press to the front we want to pray we want to pray for the moving of God's Holy Spirit you know I get so emotional sometimes when I think how stubborn we could be really we know it we know what we ought to do we know the problem we know the sin that we're holding on to we know that God you know God just wants to just allow his Holy Spirit to reconstruct and change bring about change but stubbornly we hold on to that and we say no way I'm, I'm going to wait for the next appeal because the next appeal I, I'm, I'm going to have it all together perhaps your reconstruction it, it, it's about giving up the dope smoking or sniffing it prostitution perhaps it's, it's that perhaps it's about lying or cheating on your taxes or your wife or something whatever it is Jesus wants to start it today and it doesn't matter if you're a minister it doesn't matter if you're in the choir it doesn't matter if you're in the sound booth it doesn't matter where you are this appeal is for you it's for you it's for us it's time for change folks it's time for change God wants to change us not for the sake of change but for eternal life he wants to do it now all we have to do is say Jesus here I am you may have been slighted by the church you may have been slighted by someone in the church you may have been slighted by the pastor it's not the pastor's call this is God's call it's time for change God wants to do something 
big in your life. If this is your desire, come forward, press together. We're gonna pray. The last call that I have to make, and you know I'm not gonna end it. There's someone in this place that wanna say, like Jesus. I know I've turned my back on you. I've been running from you. But I want to surrender my life through the means that you have created for me to enter into eternal life and to be saved. Those that believe and is baptized shall be saved. And you want to be baptized or you want to be rebaptized? You want to be prepared in a special way. If this is your desire, don't let anyone stand in front of you. Meet me on the platform right up here. I want to include you in this prayer in a special way. You may have come to the front, but you want to be baptized. You want to be under the anointing of the Holy Spirit and you want to be baptized or rebaptized. You want to come forward. You want to come up here and join me. Just put up your hands, they will let you through. Come unto me, all he that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He wants to anoint you, but if you want to be baptized, you want to be baptized, you're a visitor, you're a friend, you're a church attendee for all these years, we're inviting you to come. We're inviting you to come. We're inviting you to come. Come unto me. Just make your way to the platform I will help you up these steps if I have to come today just come on up Jesus is calling make your way through wherever you are whoever you are it's time for change it is time for change it is time for change it is time for change God's deliverance is here. It's time for change. It's time. It's time. It's time, everybody. It's time. Heaven is looking right now down on this church. He's looking. Heaven is looking on a soul. You may be in the overflow room. It's time. individuals that need to be up here don't let anyone hold you back come come today come and join me you want to be baptized you want to be renewed come today let us pray father moment we have prayed for this blessing 
grant your blessings upon your people right now. We have come because we want to change. We want to be renewed. We want to be moved in the direction of God. And we want God truly to be our navigator. And I pray, Father, that you will touch each and every standing saint that is here, right here in this place. Uh, Those listening online, I pray, Father, that you will bless them and bless their commitment as well. We pray, Father, that you will please move across this congregation and help us to know that it is not about a building. It is not about the name of this church. It is not about the minister or the leaders. It is about Jesus Christ, the one who came and walked down here and lived with us, among us, the one who was nailed on Calvary's cross, the one who overcome death and burst out of the grave and and who ascended on high and who is sitting at the right hand of the Father right now. It is to you, Yeshua, that we pray and we ask, Lord, that you will please bring deliverance upon your people right now, Father. Help us, Lord, to respond to your divine change in our lives. Give us a new heart. Give us a new mind. Renew us, Lord, even now. Help us not to trust in our old testimonies, but give us a new testimony. Give us a new calling, a new direction, Father. We need a new and a fresh anointing. I pray, Father, that through your Holy Spirit right now, Father, you will walk around this congregation and that you will touch each and every one of us, Lord. We have responded to your call. And we're asking you to lead us, Lord. I bring before you our sister here that is standing right here before me. Anoint her, Father. I know you have called her for such a time as this, as she has declared to the world right now that I'm no longer a follower of darkness. I belong to the light. I belong to Jesus Christ. I belong to the one who created heavens and earth and all that is within. I respond to you and she is following in your footsteps as you were baptized and led by the Holy Spirit. Bless her. Anoint her. Uh, There are others in our midst who didn't have the courage to stand. Bless them, Lord. Lead them accordingly. When all is said and done, Lord, we just want to see you, Jesus, high and lifted up. Oh, what it will be when you shall come back to this earth again, Lord. There will be great celebration, great joy. Because finally, we will say it's over. It is over. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is here to take us home. Bless us. Keep us. Until then. We pray these things in the mighty and powerful name of Jesus Christ, Yeshua. Amen and amen. Bless. Hug somebody.